for the first time in franchise history, the Washington Nationals get no hit. And oh my God, I was so wrong. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Nationals here. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with our friends over at Game Time. And again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your first listen every single day as you get your team every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Later on in today's show, we will preview game four of this Philadelphia Phillies-Washington Nationals series as you get to have the opportunity to split this series up in Philly. I'll take that as a win any single day of the week. And yesterday, Davey Martinez announced that for the foreseeable future, possibly the rest of the season, this Nationals team will be under a six-man starting rotation staff with the addition of Joanna Doan. We'll discuss that because I have some thoughts on it and really some general big thoughts on it. I think it's going to be a good thing, but I'll get into that a little bit later on. But as we know by now, as you all know, you watch the game or maybe you listen to the game over on the SXM app with our friends at Sirius. As you can catch every Nationals game there every single day. Just search Nationals. The Philadelphia Phillies. Probably the team that I think a lot of Nationals fans probably would say they hate the most in the NL East. They no-hit your Washington Nationals and to rub in the burn just a little bit more. The fact that it's the Phillies, the fact that this Nationals team had the longest standing streak in Major League Baseball of not being no-hit because it has happened as many times as I've hit a home run in the big leagues. Zero. This Nationals team got no hit for the first time in the young franchise's history, and it was against Philadelphia after coming off what was a hot streak. And I said, I don't know if I've said this on this platform, but my friends know there is one thing in baseball that I love. I love it, and that is a no-hitter. Every single time there is a no-hitter going on, it doesn't matter what team, Doesn't matter what organization, whatever it may be. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is. I will turn my butt and get that game on the TV to watch that said no-hitter. I've always also said I will always root for a no-hitter, even if it's against my team. Now, if it's a winner-go-home situation in the playoffs, different scenario. Regular season baseball, I will always root for a no-hitter. Last night, I found out something. I found out this uh, the hard way, you could even say. This national team got no hit by the Philadelphia Phillies. And oh my God, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. I did not enjoy that for a single damn second. And let me reiterate this thought. No hitters are amazing. They are the best thing in sports, in my opinion. A no hitter and then perfect game is up there at number one, in my opinion. That sucked. I never want to see that again. 
I never want to see the Philadelphia Phillies no-hit the Washington Nationals. No, sir. No, ma'am. That is not for me. It ain't for me. Simple as that. As I was watching yesterday's game, my friends and I are texting, Michael Lorenzen's throwing a no-hitter. He's really doing it. Six innings, seven innings, eight innings, nine innings. As the game kept on going on, my thoughts were filled with clouds, you could say. Just because I didn't know how to feel. I love no-hitters. I love everything about them. I think it's one of the game's best achievements. But not when it's your rival at their place against the Phillies that have Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Kevin Long is somewhere in the dugout. Not those Phillies. Not the Phillies that cheered Jason Wirth when he broke his wrist there back in 2012 or whichever year that was. We all remember that. We all remember them pelting Santa with snowballs, those Philadelphia fans. But oh my God, yesterday stunk so much. And you maybe just be thinking, all right, just get to the game, get to the breakdown. But I can't help myself at this moment. You guys have to be thinking the same. When you and I were watching that game last night, you cannot tell me that you were at one point filled with a little bit of joy because you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. No hitters going on. But then it kind of fills you in as you get to realize this sucks. This is against the Phillies. And it was also against Michael Lorenzen, their trade deadline asset they got just a few weeks ago, making his second start with the team. His family's in attendance, which, by the way, was an incredible story. Very happy for Michael Lorenzen. Very cool guy. Seems like an awesome person who's gone through a lot of turbulence throughout his life. Really happy for him. But not under those circumstances. Just, it sucked. It sucked. I never want to see that happen again. But again, it was a little cool. Hats off to Michael Lorenzen. Because it was a really good game. But with that said, Mackenzie Gore also did start in yesterday's ball game. As we know, Mackenzie Gore did not have his A game. It was just a big old bad game, if we're just being honest. One of those games where you're going to look back at and you'll forget about it. Because let's be honest, it's baseball. The reason why baseball is great is that you get to go back today and you're going to get your hits, hopefully. Because you're going up against Aaron Nola tonight, and you have Patrick Corbin on the mound. I can tell you this much. I'm going to bet a pretty decent amount of money Patrick Corbin and Aaron Nola will not be throwing no-hitters because both their numbers are not very good this season. But the Nationals, late in the game, had three opportunities to actually get hits. And in fact, the analytics would say that these three opportunities should have been hits. Because in last night's contest, in the seventh inning, Kiebert Ruiz had a 102-mile-per-hour ground out that had an expected batting average of 5'10". As well in that seventh inning, Ildemaro Vargas had an, another ground out that was an expected batting average of 5'10". And then in the eighth inning, following that, Alex Call lines out that was 105 miles per hour off the bat at a 590 expected batting average. Sometimes the ball just doesn't find green grass when you think it will. Because when you look at those hits, you're like, oh, those got to be hits. They got to be. Nope. 
the Philadelphia Phillies, the defense was on point. No errors in yesterday's game. Or Michael Lorenzen kind of lost himself and why his pitch count ran up to 124 pitches. Well, he walked four batters in nine innings. Now, over nine innings, over 124 pitches, not too bad. But it did kind of hold him back a little bit. And also, kudos to Rob Thompson. I will say, when someone's throwing a no-hitter, especially for someone you just got at the trade deadline, a lot of managers, including probably Davey Martinez, because he usually plays to this side a little bit, he would have pulled, or really, mostly every manager would have pulled their guy after the eighth inning there. Riding his pitch count up, I believe he was at 115 pinches to enter in that ninth inning. But Rob Thompson stuck with him, and I think that was great. That was a great thing for baseball. I think more managers should do that. Now, if you get up to 130-plus pitches, okay, pull the plug. That's a little too much. But 125 and 115 pinches entering the ninth inning, I think that's actually a great thing. It's a great thing for the game. It's a great thing for the pitcher. Let them accomplish something that is so rarely accomplished nowadays. Now, while, yes, no hitters are up, you've seen quite a few of them over the years. Still, with the amount of games you play every single day, you should allow that pitcher to get the opportunity to finish the game. Which, again, not a lot of managers would do that, but Rob Thompson did that last night, and I thought that was really cool. But to get back to Mackenzie Gore, it's just one of those games where his youth showed out. His young, immature playing style, not immature meaning off the field, on the field of baseball, being a professional baseball player. He's still learning. He still needs to find his command. All those different things. And also, Wes Wilson, the player making his debut, first at bat in Major League Baseball, hits a 430-foot towering home run off Mackenzie Gore early on in the game, giving up three home runs in total over his start. Again, that is where his issue has been recently. Eight home runs given up in his last seven starts now for Mackenzie Gore. Three in yesterday's contest. It's been a little bit of a rough go for it recently with Mackenzie. The young kid, he's been getting hit around. He's also reached kind of his max peak career of innings pitched ever. It's going to be tough, but that also leads into now Davey Martinez allowing a six-man rotation going forward. I think this is actually a really good idea for Davey Martinez and as well as the rest of the pitching staff because I think in the Nationals, there's two good things and as well as some bad things with this team, and those things kind of go together. I'll explain a little bit here, but let me tell you guys about our friends over at game time and guys game time is the best because when buying tickets to your favorite events is stressful i'm going to tell you right now it should not be because our friends at game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have just a few clicks away from you getting in to national spark whatever contest or anything you want to get into game time has you covered and my favorite feature of game time is that you can have image of your seat view so you can see if there's any obstructed views or anything of that nature that is why i tell you guys about game time snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again 
create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now let's get back into it as the Nationals again. Let's say it. They were no hit by the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. But the beauty of baseball is you can watch the Nationals play the Phillies again tonight at 640 Eastern time as Patrick Corbin is going up against Aaron Nola. And you can catch every pitch in the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Nationals on the app. Davey Martinez announced that yesterday they would be going with a six-man rotation for what most likely seems like the rest of the season. And honestly, I think this is a great idea. A lot of people were kind of confused at first and being like, well, maybe should they stick Trevor Williams in the bullpen? Should they put Patrick Corbin in the bullpen? Whatever it may be. But I like this decision. I like it for a variety of different reasons. Number one, and this is the really the leading nature of this decision in my mind, is to limit Mackenzie Gore's innings. I think the Nationals in the front office and the coaching staff and their teammates have probably seen enough of Mackenzie Gore, meaning I think he's proven to them as to what his real worth is, as to what his future holds for this Nationals team and in the rotation. A front-of-the-line starter, someone who's going to punch out a lot of hitters, someone who's going to continue to grow and mature in his game as he continues to grow with this team. I think that's a big reason as to why the Nationals decided to go with this six-man rotation. Some people said, well, I also think it's part of getting a look at Yoan Adone after throwing five perfect innings the other day, going into the six with a perfect game. He looked really good, and we've seen Yoan Adon look pretty good over the years. Back in 2021, his debut against the Boston Red Sox in game 162 of the season. He looked amazing. I believe he struck out nine batters over five and a third innings against the Red Sox, who were a very good team in 2021. And in 2022 with the Don, it was not a good performance. Getting sent down to AAA, getting rocked in AAA as well. And even then, his numbers weren't that great in AAA this year. But when you throw five perfect innings against a good baseball team like the Cincinnati Reds, you're going to get some looks up in the big league. So I think Yoan Adone, someone who was at one point a one of the top prospects of this organization, but again, that was a really bare-bone farm system when he was considered one of the top prospects for. But regard that point for a second. Put that to the side. Yoan Adone is still one of those young pieces that you want to figure out. You want to know the answer to, is this guy a big leaguer? Is this someone that could be a starter, could be a bullpen guy down the line. At this moment in time, it's going to look like they're going to give him a crack at the lineup. He's going to get his starts in, and if he continues to pitch well, then the Nationals will have just another option heading into this offseason for 2024. And that is something that in this rebuilding year, when you're expecting this team to take a step up going into next offseason, you want to figure out these questions sooner rather than later. Because when the Nationals are competing, potentially in the second half of next season, you don't want to really want to have question marks surrounding your pitching staff. If you can figure out what you got in-house now, especially heading into this offseason when Aaron Nola, heads up, is a free agent, I think it's a good thing to get Yoan Adone the innings pitch. 
to get him the opportunities to try to succeed at the major league level because I think that's something that the Nationals just simply have not done all too well over the course of the years. They haven't gotten their pitching prospects up in time, in my opinion, to really work and see what these guys are about. We've seen it over the years, like this year, Jake Irvin, someone in the past who probably wouldn't have gotten his opportunity until an injury unfolded, similar to what happened this year. But again, it's an opportunity for Jake Irvin, giving him a long stretch in the rotation. And look what he's done so far. He's been really good, really impressive so far over this rookie season. He's going to be someone that people will have conversations about heading into this offseason about if he should be in the back end of this rotation going forward. But also with that, besides the Mackenzie Gore aspect, besides getting Yohan Adon his innings, I also think this opens up the door for someone like a Jackson Rutledge getting the call up to the big leagues maybe sometime in September. Maybe also finding another starting pitcher who you may feel like is ready to take this jump into the big leagues. But Jackson Rutledge is the guy who stands out to me in this scenario. When I think about Jackson Rutledge, the former first-round pick, big-time prospect for the Nationals, he just hasn't really showed it over the last few years. But so far in 2023, down in AA and as well as AAA, he's looked really good. He's looked really impressive, in fact, as Baseball America has now jumped him back into the Nationals' top 10 prospects of the organization. That's a pretty aggressive jump for someone like Jackson Rutledge, someone who has promised a lot when we drafted him, someone that the Nationals thought could be a very good front-of-the-line starting pitcher down the line for this organization. It just hasn't really panned out since being drafted in 2019 in that first round. But beside that point, if you were to actually get him in the big leagues, maybe if it's an injury, or if you're just adding a rotation spot, maybe you move Yohan Adon or Trevor Williams or Patrick Corbin into the bullpen and have Jackson Rutledge give two to three starts in September. I think that is a huge value to this team. Now, I say, it, I say this just because in the past, the Nationals have brought up big prospects like Victor Robles. They brought him up in 2017 and 2018, and then eventually he stuck in 2019 and was the opening day starter. You can make the argument that the cup of coffee, the person that you call up, the top prospect that you call up to get his taste in the major leagues hasn't always worked out for major league baseball, but it's usually the industry norm when you're not really competing, when you have roster spaces in September, as the as we all know, postseason comes around, you're going to be adding a lot more roster space there. You want to get to know more of your prospects. You want to be able to see what these guys can do in the big leagues. So I think with this six-man rotation, what Davey Martinez is telling his staff and the teammates, the media, the front office, whatever it may be, I think this is an overall really good thing for this Nationals team. Because number one, it eliminates some of the innings that Mackenzie Gore will put on. And getting him out of this season healthy, in my opinion, is one of the biggest priorities for the rest of this season. And two, also Josiah Gray is in that conversation as well. Jake Irvin is in that conversation as well. Having Tommy John surgery back in 2021, missing the entire season. Last year rehabbing for most part of it. I think that was a great thing for as well as him, as well as Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray. Patrick Corbin, he's an inning eater. He does not get hurt. That's what we love about him. He's going to go out there every six games now and hopefully pitch his butt off like he will tonight. 
So I think this is an overall good thing because there's multiple different things that could come from this. Mackenzie Gore getting his rest, Josiah Gray as well. And then also it opens up the door for a prospect coming up in September to get that opportunity to prove himself in the big leagues. And the guy who sticks out to me is, again, Jackson Rutledge, the former first-round pick. I would watch for that down the line. I'd be interested to see who they would move to the bullpen or whatever they may do. But I think it really does show that the Nationals, they're going to want to bring up someone eventually to get their feet wet in the majors. And hopefully Jackson Rutledge can compete for an opening day roster spot come this spring training. And that's going to be an interesting thing to target throughout this offseason. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Phillies tonight at 640 Eastern Time. You can catch every pitch of the Nationals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And now, Game 4 tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies. Can the Nationals tie it up? And really, can we just salvage yesterday's awful game? I'll answer those questions after this. Now we're back into it as the Nationals get ready to take on the Philadelphia Phillies for game four of this four-game set up in Philadelphia. And again, the pitching matchup for tonight's ball game is Patrick Corbin against former Phillies ace Aaron Nola. And while Aaron Nola, if you look at his numbers so far this season, it has not been good. Aaron Nola is a free agent heading into this offseason. He declined a big contract extension with the Phillies this past offseason. And a lot of people are kind of asking the question whether, will the Nationals be someone that are interested in the likes of Aaron Nolan? I'll tell you right now, this is kind of something that I'm going to be watching this offseason is, will the Nationals be in on some starting pitchers? Because I don't know what the market will dictate for someone like Nola, someone who has been very good over the past, someone who was banking on himself this offseason to go into free agency and get that big payday. Like we've seen Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jacob deGrom do over the years, Garrett Cole. Will he get that kind of payday? No. But he was still setting himself to get really good money, probably from a team that would overspend for his likes. That is still a possibility that a team would give him a multi-year, big-year extension. I just don't think that's kind of the place where Aaron Nola should be right now. I just don't really believe in the fact that he's going to get that big money contract because it's been a struggle for him since start number one this season. His numbers this year are some of the worst that he's put up in his big league career. And that's not even a joke. His numbers this year are, in fact, really, really bad. For someone who has been the ace of this Phillies team for quite some time, someone who's been that promised prospect that they deliver, that they developed in the big leagues, and he's been their rock in that starting rotation for quite some time now. So heading into free agency, I look at the Nets and I'm like, I wonder if this Nationals team would be willing to take the chance on Aaron Nola. Maybe he's in that one-year market kind of guy now. One year for big money, looking for that big contract extension, similar to what Carlos Correa did, signing with the Minnesota Twins a few years back. Maybe a three-year deal with a player option after year one. I could see a deal like that with the Nationals. I could see the Nationals wanting a deal like that because not only does it get you a good starting pitcher, some people may want to plug their ears when they hear this, 
But when you have someone who's on a one-year deal, a starting pitcher, someone who could bounce back and be an ace kind of pitcher, a top-of-the-league kind of pitcher that we've seen over the years, you know what that's good for? It's good for teams that need prospects, teams that need help at the deadline, teams that want to move off of guys like that. I think it would make a lot of sense for this Nationals team to target someone like Aaron Nola this offseason. Now let's get back into the game because that was kind of something that I've been thinking about a lot, and it's going to be a really interesting talking point heading into this offseason. But Patrick Corbin against Aaron Nola, listen, tonight's ball game, simple as this. Don't get embarrassed. Don't get crushed. Don't get no hit. And God forbid, don't get a any perfect game against you. You have Patrick Corbin going up on the mound tonight. How do we feel about that? It's a Patrick Corbin start. He's going to throw his butt off, and that's about what we know. But the Nationals against Aaron Nola, now while this year it's been a little bit different over the years, he's crushed us. He just simply has crushed us. So tonight, just don't get no hit. C.J. Abrams, I'm looking at you. Just get some hits. Make me feel good about this Nationals team once again because last night stunk on ice. As you can catch, the Nationals play the Phillies tonight at 6.40 Eastern time with Aaron Nola versus Patrick Corbin. Catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And again, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. I'll catch you on the flip side. You guys have a good one. And again, go Nats. Don't get no hit, please.